Britching. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, February 2nd, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, second time's a charm for Tom Brady, at least according to Jay, the greatest NFL player of all time, who announced his retirement again yesterday. And this time he claims it's for good. At the close of his career, Brady has more Super Bowl rings, more touchdown passes, and more wins than any other player. Jay, as a Patriots fan yourself, how are you feeling? I feel good that he's retiring, so we don't have to play against him ever. I feel sad because there was like a bit of a conspiracy theory that he was going to stop playing in Tampa Bay and like end his season, end his career in Boston by playing one more season for the New England Patriots, but I don't think that's happening. Or maybe it will. That was never going to happen. That was like a real theory. Why? That was <laughs> Why not? I love that theory, and I don't think it's just according to me that he's the greatest NFL player of all time. There are many people that don't like him, but it's hard to argue with his success. It's definitely hard to argue with his success. I will say that the second retirement is pretty anticlimactic. I remember the first retirement. We talked about it. I, yeah, actually, you're right. We did talk about it. It was a whole thing. It was a year ago. It was a year ago today. And so we did talk about it. It was a whole thing. And there was all this celebration of him. And then now people are like, I, yeah, you know, it's about time. And so anyway, I think it was a mistake for him to go back and play just to not even make the playoffs. Or I think he did make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't remember what happened. But I just thought it was a mistake for him to go play again. But now it's done. Well, I'm feeling deflated at the end of his long career. I'm not a huge football guy. And so I don't really care about Deflategate, but I'm sure other peak pals do. I'm sure they do. Brett, aside from us agreeing that Tom Brady is the GOAT, what do we have for peak pals today? For our first story, social media earnings. For our second story, rate hikes. And for our third story, inflation is coming down. For our first story, recent earnings reports give us a glimpse into how old world social media platforms are adapting to a scary new world where ad revenue continues to fall precipitously. How bad is it for social platforms, Brett? Well, it's a mixed bag, Jay. So Snapshare has plummeted 10.29% on news of missed revenue expectations, despite adding 2 million paid users to its premium service. Well, Meta posted a third quarter of declining sales with revenue down 5.5% from the year before. And it's happening because both companies face a dearth of ad dollars, an issue initially spurred by changes to an ad tracking settings on Apple devices in 2021 that turned into a full-fledged crisis last year once advertisers cut spending in the face of an uncertain economy. But Meta has been in the kitchen cooking up ways to make up for that lost revenue by using, surprise, surprise, what's all the rage these days, AI to improve its recommendations and targeting. AI has already been credited with helping Meta increase the time its users spend watching Instagram reels by 20%. And we don't call it meta for nothing, Jay. It's still about that whole metaverse thing. And their flagship metaverse product may be disappointing, but the company got good news yesterday through learning that its purchase of popular VR app developer will not be blocked by the Federal Trade Commission. The bottom line is, Snap CEO Evan Spiegel told shareholders, advertising demand hasn't really improved, but it hasn't gotten significantly worse either. And that seems to be the vibe for 2023. So prepare social media sites to try to grab your attention and dollars through other means. For our second story, Dave heard this one before. You know, a central bank chair walks into a conference hall and delivers a rate hike. You know, judging by that silence, I'm going to stop right there and not finish that one. What's Jerome Powell up to now? Well, that sounds like the worst joke I think I've ever heard, or at least the, the worst beginning of a joke. Wow. Okay. No offense. But the U.S. Federal Reserve raised interest rates by 0.25 of a percentage point, the first normal size hike since starting to bump up rates last March up to 4.75%. Though the hikes are getting smaller, the Fed says it's still dead set on wrangling inflation. 
And experts predict that the Fed won't slow its roll completely and that at least two more 0.25% rate hikes are on the way in March and April, respectively. Now, Europe is in a similar boat ahead of the European Central Bank's decision today. A new reading projected eurozone inflation dropped by 8.5% in January. That likely won't affect the region's ensuing rate hikes. The bank remains focused on tackling sticky core inflation. Now, in Canada, unlike its central bank counterparts around the world, the Bank of Canada is putting rate hikes to bed until further notice. It will likely stay with a 4.5% base rate through 2023 on the belief that Canadian headline inflation will fall to 2.6% by year's end. And here's why it matters, Brett. Canada's hardly in the clear. One Desjardins economist told stories that major rate differentials between us and the U.S. could lead to capital flowing out of Canada into the U.S. because of the higher interest rates, causing a depreciation of the Canadian dollar. A weaker dollar would make it costlier to import goods from the U.S., where we get a lot of stuff, as you can imagine, particularly food, and ratchet inflation back up in Canada. Here's the bottom line. As more inflation-related data rolls in over the coming months, we'll gain a clearer picture of how far foreign central banks will go and the effects on things right here at home. For our third and final story, inflation is coming down, and the reason may lie in what's happening in housing. So here's what's driving the news, Jay. Central banks' campaign to hike its overnight rate from 0.25% to 4.5% that we just talked about has sent home prices plummeting. Its recent decision to take a pause is not only good news for homeowners, but cause for optimism about the country's overall high inflation. Average sale prices in parts of southern Ontario have dropped over 30% from 2022 peaks, and the central bank expects prices to keep falling until June. And the outsized role of housing in the Canadian economy, together with sensitive inflation measures, means what happens in housing ties closely to inflation data. And it matters because with housing costs making up 30% of the country's consumer price index, the recent rise in mortgage costs, thanks to those pesky interest rate hikes, has actually increased inflation in the CPI. The pause will bring that trend to an abrupt halt. The mortgage interest sub-index of CPI was up 18% year over year in December, in part because a large proportion of homeowners hold variable rate mortgages. And to zoom out, zoom. One economist told Bloomberg that the central bank underestimates how fast inflation will fall as mortgage costs trend down toward the end of the year. In the U.S., where interest rate changes aren't so tightly tied to housing, the same rate of easing is unlikely. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second one out, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thanks, Brett. Have a good Thursday, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.